Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is going on? This is Gordon and welcome to the Permafit Live podcast. Now this podcast and all of this content is for you if you feel like you've tried it all. You've tried every diet, every meal plan, every shake, every pill under the sun and you still struggle to get that weight off and you still struggle to get into the body of your dreams. That is what we do. That is what we focus on all day, every single day. And in this podcast, you're going to hear nothing but strategies and how we do that every single day. So if you get value out of this, and I know that you will, go over to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review, and make sure you share this with a like-minded friend. All right. With that being said, let's dive right into the show. All right. All right. We are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Art of Permanent Weight Loss. Now, if you're watching this on Facebook and you haven't yet checked out our podcast, highly, highly, highly encourage you to do that. Go check it out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, like all the major platforms. And it is called the Permafit Live Podcast. Okay. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, guys, then we actually want you to come over and check out our stuff on Facebook as well. So go over, become part of our free group, our community, which I think is, uh, I'm not even sure how many members are in there now. A lot, thousands. But anyways, come over and check that out. And you can you can find that group on Facebook just by searching for The Art of Permanent Weight Loss. And the link to that will be in the show notes. Okay, so uh, what are we talking about today? All right, this is actually a really good topic. Okay, so we're just going to kind of jump right in here. And really what this is, guys, is, you know, there's a, there's, if you think about where you're at at any given time in life, Okay. Seriously, this is, this applies to every single person too. There's where you're at right now. Okay. Especially we'll use the, we'll use the, the angle of health and fitness and wellness and vitality. Okay. One of my favorite words of all time, vitality, because it means so much, but anyways, you have this, this position of where you're at right now. Okay. We also at any given moment have this future that we want ourselves to be living in, right? We have this future level of health, this future level of vitality or fitness or wellness, this future weight we want to be, right? This future size clothing we want to wear, level of energy, right? All those things. But we also have this old version of ourselves. At any given moment, right, we can look back, we can introspectively look and see where we were in the past at some point in time. Okay. But the problem is that most people don't realize that that old version of ourselves, something that we've experienced in the past that did not pan out often plays a significant role in why we're at where we're, where we are right now and why we'll never get where we're going, moving forward. Okay. It doesn't mean it has to stay that way, 
but please understand that you know a lot of the stuff that happens in our past regarding all of this stuff is the reason why we never move forward and actually get to that future level that we want to get to right so amidst all this stuff what i'm really talking about is a weight loss right because that's what we're focused on here okay it does apply to so many other areas of our lives guys but we're specifically looking at weight loss fitness health and transformation in this area and at the end of the day i want you all to know that you actually don't have a weight loss problem okay now even when i was 85 pounds overweight and i was having those uncomfortable conversations with my doctor and i was actual like obese okay not even kind of like i was straight up obese okay when i was living in that space as miserable as i was it didn't occur to me until right before i made the shift that i didn't actually have a weight loss problem and i was told this by the way the, the problem is not weight loss because you all who are watching this who are listening to this you all know that you know i could work out two hours a day every day i could cut out all my carbs i could do all this this nonsense kind of shit and lose weight right we all know that that's something you could do do you want to absolutely not do you have to absolutely not right but the, the at the end of the day the reason i'm bringing that up is because you don't have a weight loss problem okay what we actually have going on is a mindset problem Okay, and it kind of looks like this because weight loss issues, struggles with weight, struggles with body fat, struggles with all of this are really just a manifestation of your beliefs. Okay, they are honestly, they are. They're a manifestation of your beliefs around all of this, around health, around fitness, around food, around food scarcity, around uh, the, the sensation of eating the dopamine we get, the feeling, the emotion around eating. It's a, it's a manifestation of those beliefs. And those beliefs, by the way, they drive a series of things, of, of links in this big chain, okay? And the next one is actions, okay? So your beliefs will drive your actions every time. We're going to hit on that real hard here in a few minutes. But those actions develop into habits, okay? They develop into habits. They develop into things that you habitually do without thinking about. Right. And those habits basically become routines. Right. And your routines essentially define your lifestyle. Okay. And then all of that to say, guys, all of that is leading up to one thing, which is your identity around all of this. Okay. And so what happens is we have this belief system that's ingrained that we've built. Everyone's is unique, by the way. But we have this unique, this, this unique, uh, belief system that we've architected over the years that we just put so much faith and trust in without thinking about it. All of this happens subconsciously, by the way, guys. And because of that, it drives our actions. It drives that habit building. It drives all of that to the point where we have this identity. And so if you, if you haven't connected the dots on this, the identity piece is really just an artifact of your beliefs, right? So your identity is what you believe. And so what you need to do is recreate that or make the changes that you want to make so that you can actually derive a, a flow that is conducive and in alignment with where it is you want to go. 
right? You change your belief system. Guess what happens? Everything else in the middle that I just described there also changes. Okay, your actions change. Your habits change. Your routines change. Your lifestyle changes. And then ultimately what happens at the end? Your entire identity has changed, right? That's, that's the point. It's not a weight loss problem, okay? It's not. It's a problem with your mindset, with your belief system. Okay, let me know in the comments, guys, if this makes sense. I really want to know if this is, because if it doesn't, then that's the breakthrough that you need to make. Okay, you don't need another diet. I promise you, you don't need another pill. You don't need another, hey, Gordon, just give me the workout and I'll do the workout and it's going to be amazing. No, you need to change everything that's going on internally, the foundation. Okay, so the reason that we're, that we're talking about this is because because as as you can see the topic of this whole show is how the old you is keeping you stuck well this is something that we build a lot of us build almost all of us build this 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 whole chain that i just described and unfortunately the cornerstone piece of that which is your mindset which is your belief system is built on the wrong stuff it's built on negative experiences it's built upon trying and failing Okay, so that cornerstone piece, that's associated with the old you, okay? And that's the thing that's keeping us stuck. That's the thing that keeps you stuck. So let's talk a little bit about what that old you is and how it is even created in the first place and then how we can actually make some changes, okay? So I'm going to tag in Scott here on this because so often you know, we, we, we go through a few trial and error scenarios when we're, when we're going through this, especially in the beginning, think back to the first time you tried going through a weight loss thing, a weight loss activity, a weight loss plan, a program, whatever. And you were taking some action in some way and it didn't work out. Think about that very first time. Most of you probably can't remember the first time. Um, but I do, cause I was fat as a kid and overweight as a kid. And, and I started this when I was a teenager, but that first one didn't work out, right? And so for the longest time, I always defaulted back to how I felt and how I thought about that. And that is something that so many people do. And it's the reason that they're basically smashing their head against this concrete wall over and over and over and over and over again. Because again, it's not about dieting harder. It's not about working out harder. It's about changing the beliefs. So Scott, why do we get stuck in the first place, my man? And what can we do about it? Yeah, I mean, everything you said is spot on. And how how our mind works is every time, every experience we've ever had, every thought we've ever had, every emotion we've ever felt, it's all been stored. Like literally everything, and it runs an automatic program because, and the reason, like, if this is like the reason I'm, I'm going here is I want you guys to really understand what goes on. So everything that happens has been stored. And the reason it's stored is because 5% of your life, you operate consciously. You're actually aware of the thoughts and what you're doing, so on and so forth. 95% of the time though, things are happening unconsciously. It's automatic. 
So the reason all this stuff is stored as human beings is for survival because we're because we're not conscious 100 percent of the time. And that's why we always use the example that. When you if you drive to work every day. You don't think about every move you make in the car, you might pay attention 5% of the time. And when I say pay attention, I'm not saying you're closing your eyes and taking a nap while you're driving, but you're actually like consciously focused on what you're doing while driving, maybe 5%. The other 95%, you're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner that night. You're thinking about the project you're working on. You're thinking about, you know, something that happened. You got to fight with your spouse or something your kids did like that. That's what's going on. But meanwhile, you still drove to work, right? You weren't like thinking about it. So our minds run this program. So the problem is like Gordon said, and we say this on our, on our website, we talk about like our approach and why this is not as hard as you think it is. That's the key word is that you think it is because the only reason you are stuck, truly the only reason you are stuck are two things. Number one, is your false beliefs that you've picked up about fitness and nutrition. So what does that look like? Your false beliefs about fitness and nutrition are, I, I, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. I need to do more cardio. I got to work out more. I got to eat less carbs. I can't eat at night because it's going to make me fat. I can't eat in the morning because I was told I should fast. Sugar is going to do X, Y, and Z to me. You know, I can't drink alcohol because there's something in alcohol that's going to make me fat. I don't know what it is, but there's something in there. Right. So we have these beliefs and we run that story. That's boom. Got it. So now that's part of our program that we run. And when it comes to that, this is why you see the same people over and over again that struggle with this. They're always on to I mean, nowadays, there's so many new like workout programs that are out there that abs, things like that. And videos like online videos like uh, Billy Blanks, Ty Bo and Beachbody and everything. And then there became like Orange Theories and CrossFits and a lot of like Fit Body boot camps and like just unique variations. And and you see these women that literally bounce from one thing to the next thinking like, is I just need that workout that's going to get me looking like I want to. And again, it's a belief that they have that that's what it is. Or in terms of food, it's. I just need to find that perfect diet. You know, I'll go on this one, this one, you know, 800 calories a day, or I just need to take this one. I, I drink three shakes a day and I can only eat macadamia nuts and, you know, and whatever. And I got to take the carb blocker pills. I'm going to go to GNC. I got to get those carb blockers. So you have these beliefs that this stuff actually is what it takes. So that's number one. Number two is because of all of these things, you've adopted false beliefs about yourself. I always eat when I'm stressed. I always eat when I'm bored. I always eat fast food because it's convenient. This is always, it's too hard for me. I, I, you know, I don't like doing this. You know, this is just the way I am. I always tend to self-sabotage. That's just what I do. None of these things are true. They're beliefs that you're continuing to play that story over and over and over again. And the reason they're true is like Gordon said, you're manifesting it as true. And that's not like a, when some people hear the word manifest, they think of like spiritual woo woo. That's not at all what I'm talking about. When I say manifest, I'm referring to because that's the story you believe is being true. You keep repeating it over and over. That's why it keeps manifesting. I'm not saying you want it to have, this is just, you believe it. So it keeps happening. Right. So 
the old you, the reason we say like the current you is the old you because it's made up of everything in your past. And the way our minds work is it doesn't, it, 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 it just wants to be right and it wants to be kept alive. So it just takes the past because that's safe. And it says, okay, here's what we got to do. And we're going to stay in this program. We're going to stay in this program. We're going to stay in this program. So until you realize that these are all false beliefs, no, you don't always have to self-sabotage. No, you don't always need to eat when you're stressed. No, you don't need to do this. No, you don't need to do that. No, you don't need to do any of these things. You don't. They're not facts. They're beliefs. And as human beings, we cling to these beliefs because it could be part of an automatic thing where we don't have to think about it anymore. And those beliefs then create thoughts, they create feelings, they create actions, those turn into results. And that result is that you continue to stay stuck as this old version of you that you don't want to be. But you say you don't want to be that person, but because your cycle is always this wanting and trying, but never having. So think about the difference between wanting something versus having it. Wanting insinuates lack and scarcity and I can't have it. Having it is like actually having it and enjoying it. So you stay stuck in this cycle of wanting and having because you associate with the old you. So yes, how you train does matter. Yes, how you understand nutrition and doing something that you can do forever and not be so hard on yourself and that you think, again, a belief a belief, I think one of the biggest beliefs that women have that keep them stuck is this belief, not fact, but belief because of the billions and billions that have been spent by the fitness and weight loss industry to get you to believe this is that I need to be perfect with this. I need to wake up at five and work out every day. I need to go on a diet. I need to be perfect on this. I need to do this. I, I, I need to be motivated all the time. I need to have willpower. Like you're a human, you're not a robot, okay? This belief that you've bought into from the fitness and weight loss industry to keep you stuck in that cycle so they could keep selling you more of the 28 day challenges and the 90 day booty builder blaster workouts and the fat burning 2000 ISO doodle pills. Like this is, see what's happening here, right? This is the belief that they've created in you that keeps you stuck. This old version of you has bought into this. And the only way out is to change your identity and your beliefs around this. Does that mean the way you train has to change? Probably, because you got to do what's actually going to work now, right? Does that mean that you need to change how you view nutrition and food? Yeah, right? Because again, you are a human, you're not a robot. No diet will ever work and no pill will ever work. Anytime you still believe that to be true, you'll stay stuck, right? But more important than any of that, and that stuff is important, but when you continue to believe that this is who you are and this is the way it is, and I'm going to try to lose some weight this year, I'm going to try to do no, th that right there. You're already done. It's done. It's done. You give an inch like it's done. You need to make up your mind that you don't want to be the old identity anymore. Truly not be it. And the reason a lot of people, when I say that people are like, well, why would I, of course I want to change. Of course I want to be different. Of course I want to lose this weight. Okay. This is the hard part to really grasp. We all gain something by staying stuck. Okay. 
it's so hard to be honest with ourselves about that. But if you really peel back the onion, there's something to be gained by staying stuck. Either it's being a victim, either it's having people feel bad for us, either it's hiding in relationships, either it's, um, you know, this is just the, like, I'm so used to feeling down on myself that it is somewhat comforting, even though I, I would never admit that. Um, there's a reason we do it. Okay. And until you take a stand for yourself that you don't want to do it anymore, come hell or high water, you're going to do what it takes to become a different person, then you will stay stuck in that cycle. And that's why we see so many people, they're constantly searching for information. You don't need any more information though. Like, I mean, there's more information out there than ever before. Yet there's more people struggling with their weight than ever before. If all you needed was more information, go on Google. There's as much information as you would ever need. You don't need information. You need transformation. And you need permanent transformation, not a 28-day challenge that's predicated on you being a robot for 28 days and following a meal plan and, you know, things like this. You have to decide that you're going to be a new person. And that's why we always say the scariest thing to do is invest in yourself. And I'm not, I'm not just referring to money when I say that. I'm talking about time, money, and energy, putting yourself first, investing dollars in yourself, right? We say, I'm too busy. You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a mom, I got three kids, I work, I don't have the time, they come first, my family comes first, I got bills, we're paying down our car loan, like we're doing this, we're doing that. There's all, I mean, there's a million reasons that you can't invest in yourself, time, money, and energy. I'm tired at the end of the day, it's too much, then I got to cook dinner and then I got to do this. There's always, 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 there'll be a million reasons. Okay. So I just want you to realize like those reasons never go away. They always stay there because they're part of the old you. So until you consciously create an interruption in that, you continue to repeat this over and over and over again. And, and that's what we see all the time from, from the women we work with at Permafed is that when they, when they finally made the decision to say, fine, I'm in, you know, screw it. Like, let's just do it. That's when everything changes. Cause that in and of itself is an interruption in the old you. Cause everything about you is telling you why not to do it. I can't do it right now because of this, because of that, because of this, because of that. I hear it all day long, I hear it all day long. doesn't matter. You'll never convince me. You'll never convince Gordon that you'll ever find a perfect time to do this and that you can't do this. Okay, there's always, always, always a way to put yourself first. It doesn't mean you need to spend 10 hours a day on yourself. It just means that you need, if you, if you want to change, you need to put some energy into yourself to become this person. And it cannot be a replica of the past because you're just going to get the same thing over and over and over again. And again, I hear this all the time too, where we'll say, we talk to a lot of women that used to be you know, high school athletes, you know, college athletes. And for years they were like, I know what to do. I know what to do. I'll just go back and do it. And they, and what happens is what they see is when they go back and try to do what worked when they were 19, doesn't work anymore. <laughs> it doesn't work when you're 38, 44, 52. It's not the same thing. It's not the same body, right? You're living in the past, you're living as the old you, that old you, that 19 year old version of you who knew what to do 
is not the same as the 52 year old you. Okay. But you're still reliving that stuff. So that's why in order to, 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 to actually become a new identity, you have to have a different approach because I, I, I'm not saying this to scare you, but this is what happens. I, before I started doing this, Gordon, before you probably started doing this, I never even talked to you about this, but my belief is when I saw someone who was 200 pounds, I would judge them. Okay. I would judge them and I would say, Oh, they have no self-control. They must just stuff their face all day. I judge them. And I was so wrong for doing it. Cause now what I realize is most of these women, they've been trying all along. They've been trying all along. They did not start out that way. But what happened was it was five pounds here, seven pounds there, 10 pounds here. And it compiled and they were constantly trying, trying diets, trying to work out. But they were doing this under this wrapper of the old version of themselves and, and constantly watching it get worse. So the reason I say this is just like you never thought you'd be 168 pounds because you were always 120 is the same thing you'll say when you're 208 pounds. Okay. And I'm not, again, that's not a scare thing. The reason I'm saying that is if you follow the same approaches and keep identifying with this old you and keep replaying this thing over and over again, this doesn't miraculously get better on its own. So the old you is keeping you stuck. It's keeping you stuck where you are and just watching it get worse. So to get what you want, you have to do something you haven't done before because if you've, if you've done it before, that's part of the old you. It has to be something different, a different approach to get you to be a different version of yourself. And I cannot stress that when you truly get this, when you truly understand this, it's not just about getting into a great body. It's about when you look different, when you feel different, when you think differently, when you show up differently, when you carry yourself differently, when challenges don't bother you the same as they used to, when you're more peaceful, when you're more loving, when you're more forgiving of yourself, when you're more accepting of the shit show that's going on around you at all times, like it's a much more fun existence. But until you make the conscious decision to do that, we stay stuck as this old person over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So again, I'm sorry for the dissertation there, but I'm obviously passionate about this stuff because we see it all the time. And, and it, the answers, it's so simple. It really is, but it's scary. That's it. It's scary, but it's simple. Yeah. We just broke down the dam. <laughs> go through. That was awesome. No, that was, that was great. Uh, there, there's some good stuff there. And, and guys, like there's a couple key points I want to reiterate, uh, but Scott is 1000% correct on this it is not about getting involved in another diet it's not it's not about working out like you know at some some special gym or doing something some special like quick fix type of program it's about changing the core right and you know he was right it doesn't happen by accident none of this stuff happens by accident you got to be able to invest in yourself and and yeah i'm gonna i just want to harp on this too investing in yourself doesn't there might be a financial component. A lot of times there's not, right? But investing in yourself means investing a resource, okay? Energy is a resource, okay? Time is a resource. Most of you don't invest any of the, either of those in yourself, let alone money. You're worried about money. You're concerned about spending money on yourself because you don't see it as an investment. But you're also 
not investing time or energy. All those are resources and those are important resources, critical resources. If you want to see the change happen, right? We can't just throw, so let's, this is important. We can't just throw money at the problem. It's not about that, which is why you can't, so many people are driven to try to throw money at the problem. I'm going to throw money at uh, a special pill. I'm going to throw money at like the new, the new gym that just opened up. That's $190 a month. Well, it must be great. So I'm going to throw money at it and go train with them or something and hope that that does it. And it's not going to, right. It might. Surgeries, surgeries, nutritionists, personal trainers, like. So yeah, so throw money at the problem, hoping it'll solve it. And and it doesn't. Um, And I'm not against some of that stuff, guys. Obviously gyms are great. Trainers are great. Weights are awesome. Like, you know, even buying, throwing money at at an, at a nice pair of like workout pants or shoes uh, is cool. It might inspire you to work a little harder. Maybe, you know, that's cool. That's cool. But look, throwing money at the problem is not going to fix it, right? It's about investing in yourself in a way where you can actually take something away and really learn something. Okay. And, and I really want to articulate this too. Like when you go through this process and you, and you really do this, you really do it, right? You didn't starve yourself to get there. You didn't cut out carbs for, for six months and hate every second of being alive in order to lose the weight, when you really do this the right way, you develop a level of confidence that's completely outside the world of health and fitness to the point where you get to start, like Scott said, it's a completely different existence. It's a better existence. Well, he's right. And one of the things that you'll find is that you can bet on yourself with just about anything from that point forward. Like your confidence goes through the roof because you've done the ultimate thing that literally no one in the world can do for you, which is master your body and really gain control, not just externally and get yourself into a body that when you look in the mirror makes you feel empowered and strong and confident, but you've also mastered the internal piece, okay, where you can you really have the ability to recognize what you're thinking about, where you're thinking you you're, you're positioning yourself on that, you know, like the scale of where we're at um, and, and how you gauge your ability to do things. Like those are all internal belief things that you get to change. And once you master those things, your confidence in yourself to be able to do anything goes through the roof. And I think that it's, this is probably important too, is because Scott did mention when we're stuck and we're not moving forward, we are always, uh, doing that because of it's, it's a place of safety, right? Our body does want to keep us, our mind wants us to stay stuck. We find some solace in that. And so I, and I actually, I remember this. I remember this like it was yesterday. Okay. And I know so many of you are going to feel this exact, you already are. You just may not have thought about it yet. You feel this exact same thing, which is when you're overweight, it's not, first of all, it's not fun. Okay. It's not fun. You're not happy. You don't love it. You might say you do, but you really don't. Okay. There's nothing happy about it. There's nothing fun about it. And so when you're going through that process, it's almost like, this is what the experience was like for me. And I know this is for so many people is we go a period of time during the day, every day, unhappy. Okay. Whether that's when you see yourself in the mirror and you're putting on your jeans and you're like, Oh man, those don't fit very well at all or those are fitting extra tight today or you know whatever or and then and you, you get winded maybe uh bending down to tie your shoes 
uh, little, little things like that, putting your seatbelt on in your car, right? All these little things are constant reminders, right? Constant reminders of not being in the body that you actually want to be in. And so you go through a period of time every day with those feelings and those emotions. And then you have one meal or something. Maybe it's with somebody that's close to you who's also in the same situation. And the one thing that you guys have in common is you get to, you know, you go to Wendy's every Thursday and, you know, you get like a Baconator, right? Or something and a Frosty and you do something and you're putting this stuff in your body and you know, you actually know that this is not good for, for where I'm trying to go. This is not conducive to my success at all. In fact, it's contributing to the problem, right? But you're happy in that moment, right? You're firing your dopamine, your, your taste buds are, are enjoying it, right? And then a period of time after that, you go through those feelings again. You have those, those feelings again. There's a little bit of regret from the meal, but there's also the feelings that we were thinking and feeling earlier come back again, right? And then maybe you do this again because you have another meal coming up or maybe you have another, you know, I don't know, some kind of junk food session kind of coming up, right? And so what happens is you go through this, these, these patterns, okay, where it's like light on, light off, like, you know, switch up, switch down, happiness, uh, I won't say like sadness, but disappointment, right? And, the happy, and it just kind of goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And that's going to happen. And that, there, that, and when Scott says like, you know, we want to keep ourselves stuck sometimes, the, the reason is because we, during those lulls where we're not happy with ourselves, we're not feeling empowered and we're just straight up disappointed with our bodies, we look forward to the next thing right? We look forward to that next meal and that next meal or that next, that next uh, bag of Skittles or that, you know, whatever it is, brings enough comfort, even though it's temporary, it brings enough for us to basically like check the box for the moment. Right. And then we end up staying stuck in that cycle over and over and over again. And we stay stuck in it because it's comfortable. We know it. It's home. We may not like it 100% of the time, but we like it enough and because we like it enough and we know it and it's familiar and predictable and we can repeat it, right? Breaking outside of that is hard. Breaking outside of that is scary. Even though it's what you ultimately want, it's still scary, right? It takes a big step, right? Outside that comfort zone. So I hope this makes sense, guys. Um, and then the big thing too is that, you know, we're not a robot. So um, I just want to hit on like real quick, really three things that we can do right now if you're in that situation to start to break through right because i can tell you all day long look you just got to think about you know your beliefs around this stuff right but that doesn't really that doesn't really hammer it home enough i don't think it really drives you know the nail deep enough and so i think the first thing if i was going to break it down to three things to start to move forward okay the first thing i would do the first thing i recommend is to acknowledge that your mind will want to keep you stuck. Okay, you actually have to take a second and really acknowledge that and be aware of this. Like this is the first step, okay? Is being aware that, all right, no matter what I do, no matter what I try, my mind is going to keep me, try very hard. It's going to fight tooth and nail to keep me where I'm at. Okay, you have to be willing to accept that that's going to happen because that is going to be the reason why it might be hard 
when you're two days in because your mind's trying to keep you back where you were, okay? So that is the first thing. The second thing is acknowledge that your strategy almost certainly has a lot of holes in it, okay? Your strategy's not complete. How you're training, how you view nutrition, what you're doing nutritionally, what you're eating, what are you prioritizing, what are you deprioritizing, and understand that your strategy around all that stuff likely has holes in it, okay? And it's not because you don't have work ethic. It's not because you're not trying hard. It's not because you're not really trying to do your due diligence. It's because your actions don't map to the goal. Okay. Your actions don't map to the goal. Your strategy doesn't map to your goal. And plenty of people can work tirelessly in this area of health and fitness and weight loss and be taking all this action and doing all these things, but they don't map to the goal. They're not in alignment with where that person wants to go. And therefore, they never really get anywhere. Okay, that's a strategic breakdown, strategy breakdown, a game plan breakdown. And it does happen. Okay, so I would acknowledge that and be like, okay, you know what? My strategy probably is not complete, right? And then the third thing, which really piggybacks on that is, what is my goal? What is my goal? You need to have a goal. And what I'm finding is like 99% of people who think they want to lose weight, they don't even have a goal. Okay. The goal is usually this. Well, I want to lose weight and get healthy. Okay. I mean, all right. That's not a goal though. Like that's the thing you want to happen. Right. But the, what does that really mean? Think about what that really means. How much weight? Is it body fat? What is healthy? What is fit? What does that even mean to you? And so it's really important to distinguish that like, you know, fit for me and healthy for me and losing weight for me is completely different than it is for Scott, completely different than it is for each of our clients, each of our team members, right? This is about getting specific on what you want. So how you set a goal, and if you haven't done this yet, guys, this is the first like real tactical thing to do is to set a goal, right? Use the SMART model. This is something we use with our clients. We teach our clients this and we walk through it in great, great, great detail with them. But I'll, I'll kind of breeze over it here so you can kind of hear it. So the SMART model, for those who've never heard that before, it's just the word SMART, right? The acronym, it's an acronym in this case, but SMART. And the S stands for specific. Your goal has to be specific. I want to lose 30 pounds of body fat. I want to put on five pounds of muscle mass, right? Something specific. Okay. And then, you know, again, I'm going to kind of summarize these instead of like going deep in each one, because this could easily be another hour long. Um, but the second letter M is measurable. Okay. A goal can't be a wish. It can't be a dream. It can't be some big nebulous thing. It has to be something quantitative in a way, something you can measure. Does that make sense? has to be something you can measure. You can tally up whether you're making progress or not, as opposed to just, no, I hope it's working. I hope I'm getting closer, right? So measurable, has to be measurable, okay? The A has to be actionable, meaning there are specific actions that you can write down, that you can plan, that you can strategize on, that if you take those actions, it will move you closer to that goal, okay? Again, can't be a dream, can't be a wish, has to be something actionable. Just saying, I want to be a millionaire. That's great. That's awesome. What are the actions you're going to take to move cl closer to that? I don't know. Right. So you got to like get the actions identified that are actually going to move that needle. 
This isn't necessarily easy, guys, okay? But it is very simple. Um, the R is realistic, okay? So when I say realistic, too many people hear that word and they go, oh, all right, let me dumb down my goals to something that I can achieve like next week. No, that's not what I'm saying. A goal, a realistic goal can absolutely and should absolutely be aggressive. It should, it should be aggressive. It should be way outside your comfort zone, but it can't be unrealistic. You're not going to lose 50 pounds in two weeks. Okay. So aggressive does not mean unrealistic. Aggressive means like, wow, I really need to like make sure my strategy is tight make sure I'm, you know, kind of like focused here and that I'm doing the right things and my, my action plan makes sense. My strategy makes sense. And I have support where I need it. And I can move in that path down that path consistently. And I don't have to be perfect, but I need to be on this path and I need to really be diligent about it. That's realistic, right? An aggressive, realistic goal. And then the last letter guys, the T in the smart model is time bound has to be time bound. You have to put time around this. I'm going to achieve this specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, but aggressive goal in X amount of time in six months, in nine months, in three months, in one year, right? You have to have a time variant as part of this whole thing. Okay. Cause if you don't, then, uh, then like I said, it's just a wish. It's just a dream. It's just a nebulous thing that you're kind of, you know, reaching for sort of, but you're not really, you know, giving yourself any real accountability in terms of like duration to get there. Right. So that's a smart model guys. And if you haven't done that yet, you absolutely need to, it's essential. And if you, if you go through permafit, it, it is part of our program. It is something that we do and we go a lot deeper with it. So um, anyways, guys, this is, this is the reason why people stay stuck. Okay. I wish I could tell you like, Hey, it's just your workout plan. Make these tweaks, do bicep curls like this and skip rope for three minutes a day fasted and you know, it'll get you there. Drink celery juice. Right. But it's not that. Okay. It's so much more than that. So, um, we've got a couple comments here. Um, so Kristen, she's one of our clients. Uh, thank you, Kristen, for the kind words. So this is a fabulous program and they can help you. She's been permafit for four months and take a few modules. <laughs> yeah. A few minutes and talk to one of the guys. Um, thank you, uh, Kristen. So Sharon also says, I'm looking for advice. Uh, let's see change when getting unstuck with others in your household. Okay. Like those old schedules, routines, food habits. Got it. Yeah. So yeah, we, so we see this a lot, Sharon. And, um, and it's, it really is a, a kind of like a, it's not an easy thing to do. Okay. It's not because again, habits, routines are there for a reason and habits and routines are established over a period of time, right? Through repetition. So to break them, to pattern interrupt them for people who are not thinking about this and are not focused on this is going to be difficult for them, right? It's such an abrupt change. Okay. So it does have to be gradual most of the time, but that's okay. That's okay. Because what you don't realize, or maybe you do, but I have a feeling you don't is that you actually are when you're going through this and no one else in your household is really focused on it. You actually are the most influential person in this space, in that family or in that household. And what's going to happen when I say influential, I mean, you are influencing them. You are influencing their actions and the way they think about this stuff. And they will change. They will. They will feed off that. You are leading by example. 
And, you know, leadership in this area, which is really just demonstrate by example, is not something that is necessarily easy, which is why most people don't do it. Okay. But the cool thing is, is that you continue to show up for yourself over and over and over again. And you don't have to necessarily preach right to others, to those around you, those in your family, but just demonstrating by example, right? Demonstrating by example is going to, to change that norm. That is going to happen. In fact, I can't think of any examples ever where maybe you can't Scott, but I can't where someone's gone, gone through and, and had amazing results and didn't start to influence their spouse or their, their kids or anyone else living with them. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a function of being in proximity. Yeah. And normally that person won't necessarily be thrilled about it at first, because again, they're a human and they also want to keep things as they are because it's safe and normal this way. So you taking action and actually making changes throws them off, throws everyone around you off. And they actually, not that they don't want the best for you, but they think the best for you is what they know. And they, they, they want you to kind of stay over here. But what does happen is as you kind of show like, no, this, I'm not doing that way anymore. This is what I'm doing. And I love you and I need you to be part of that. You know, not that you need to do what I'm doing, but like, you got to support me because this is what I'm doing. This isn't like a try thing. This isn't like a diet. This is what I'm doing. And what happens is over time, they'll start to see that you're not messing around, that this is who you are. And then what ends up happening is they do become influenced by that and they typically want in on it. But also what happens is even if they don't want in on it, they now accept that this is the new you because you change, you become a new identity through repetition, right? Just like we don't change our body overnight, like people who think they're going to lose 30 pounds in a month, like you don't change your body overnight, you don't change your mind overnight either. It happens through repetition. And as you keep hammering away at becoming this new version, then this is just who you are and they know that and they just know that, you know, okay, this is just what, you know, what she does. And then, yeah, typically what happens is at some point they get sick of kind of doing the things that they used to do and they kind of want a piece of what you're doing. So again, it's very normal for loved ones to want the best for you to still want to try to keep you stuck as the old you because they're, they're okay being there. Yeah. Yeah. So look, Sharon, you're not alone. Um, I've got family members that still buy candy. That was my favorite candy when I was like 14. Right. And like, it's not really me anymore. I mean, you know, I might, I might, <laughs> I might have some, but uh, I'm not going to attack, you know, that stuff like I used to. Um, and then same thing with, you mentioned sleep and, 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 uh, and schedules and routines. And uh, yeah, like that's, that's another one too. Like sleep, you know, people who, don't really live a, a, a healthy fit lifestyle. Like they're not prioritizing sleep. They might get four or five, six hours maybe, but it's more like, Hey, I'm going to get in bed and I'm going to watch Netflix for, I'm going to binge, you know, four episodes of, I don't know what's, what's popular right now. I don't even know. <laughs> Cobra Kai, right? I'm going to Cobra Kai uh, tonight for, for four hours or three hours before I go to bed. Um, and then go to ultimately fall asleep at like one or two and, you know, get up at six and like, you know, slug down a, a mug of coffee and just live that way. And like, you're right. That's not obviously going to be conducive to health and fitness, but here's the thing, like right? when you show up and sort of demonstrate the opposite, it will 
take time, but it will happen. It will. I'm very confident in that. Okay. It's just about leading by example. So, um, all right, guys, we are going to wrap this one up. Um, for those who are stuck, we want to help you. And I look, I don't even know, like without talking to you or someone from the team talking with you that permafit's even a great fit. Okay. In fact, literally, I know people are always curious of this. Literally yesterday, what's today? Thursday? Sorry, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, I literally got on the phone with somebody. Look, credit card in hand, ready to rock and roll. And I said, look, it's, it's not a good fit. It's just not a good fit. I'm sorry. And that was, you know, totally comfortable doing that. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that, guys, is because it's not a great fit for some people. And that's okay. We're going to tell you. Okay. But the best thing to do is to schedule that call and at least have a conversation, at least have a conversation. Best case scenario, it is a great fit. And you end up jumping in here and we change your life. Okay. We help you change your life. Not today, not for 30 days forever. Okay. Not too bad. Right. Worst case scenario, we hop on the phone. We give you some clarity around all this stuff. We point you in the right direction, even though it's not with us. And you go on and you pursue something else, okay? Worst case scenario. So the way to do this, guys, is go book a call at permafitforlife.com forward slash call. I mean, nothing's easier, right? Permafitforlife.com <laughs> forward slash call. We'll put it in the comments here. We'll put it in the show notes on the podcast. And uh, that's it, guys. We look forward to talking to you. And I mean, 2021 is just kicking off here. So um, I can't remember. We did one last last week. It was New Year's Eve, right? So this is the first like official 2021. I just realized that the first 2021 Facebook Live here. And um, now, you know, if there's ever a time, it's you know, this fresh start thing is kind of cool. It's like it's a good time to get going on this, but at least have the conversation. So again, book that call, guys, at permafitforlife.com forward slash call. Uh, Sharon, you are so 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 welcome. Keep leading by example. I promise they will turn and focus on what you're doing and really be influenced by that. It will happen. So, all right, guys, we're going to punch out here. Thank you all so much. If you need anything, just let us know. As always, reach out to us, comment on this, email us. You know, you have all the links. We'll see you guys in the next one. Take care, everyone. Take care, everyone.